Marco Royce. Daniel Marlon! Wonderful! Fantastic from Royce. Jude Bellingham. That's excellent. Jude Bellingham. This is absolutely brilliant. Jude Bellingham! Absolutely magnificent. Rina. Brilliant from the American. Just like that. Graceful. Sally Hood's turn for Anthony Modest. Wolf. Not a bad idea. And there it is for Coco. For Borussia Dortmund. The long wait is over. Unbridled joy in the Via Daly. Hey, welcome back to the BVB podcast. My name's Jake. Joined as always by Carver. How are you doing, man? How's it going? You know, the second we started recording, I just thought, you know, it'd be actually kind of a funny intro is like the the Paul Rudd Hot Ones meme where he's like, <laughs> <laughs> who would have like, said, look at us, look at us. Who would have thought, huh? Not me. <laughs> and then just have that and then cut right into us. I mean, I'm doing great. But I mean, just like I said, who would have thought first place tied for first place, of course, but first place nonetheless. I mean, uh, on, goal there. there's, a, there's a goal differential in there. We also have more wins than Byron, so. Okay. Also, when when you're like, oh, who's up? I, I don't know if you're talking about uh, the fact that this is kind of celebratory, Fifty episode number 50. That that was well, yeah, yeah. I feel like we're halfway there. Not that we're going to like do 100 and, and clock out. I just feel like it's a, it's a, like a, it's a good milestone though. It is, yeah. Again, so, uh, who would have thought? Who would have thought? Thanks for uh, putting up with us and, and, uh, yeah, uh, putting up with us enough that we've we've done this fifty times now. I think there's been a couple <laughs> bonus episodes in there, uh, but fifty official episodes. Yeah, pretty crazy. Uh, but we appreciate you hanging out and listening as always. Um, I do got to give a quick shout out because last week Carver, when I asked you uh, how are things going, what's going on, and then I like I meant to ask you about your coaching thing, and I feel like that's also a celebratory thing too because you like posted it, your coaching achievement accomplishment. Uh, certification on instagram and then i completely forgot to ask when we uh started recording mainly because i was very ill prepared for the actual recording of the episode and i was scrambling so congrats man i don't know if you want to like tell anybody but oh, you're good i you appreciate that yeah yeah i mean i just i just posted it to like a, a private account where i just have a handful of close people to me on instagram some would call that a finsta if you will but <laughs> <laughs> um i just posted on there uh, the U.S. Soccer Coaching Pathway. I started that a few years back, and I got another certification. So, just climbing the ladder, learning as I go. Uh, it's been a blast. It's it's a little expensivo, if anyone's <laughs> interested in that. The first few licenses aren't that bad, but once you get up there, it gets real pricey real quick. So, I'm just taking things in stride and and uh, and um, enjoying the process. No, super exciting, and congrats again. It's awesome. Thank you. Um, so we should probably just jump right in this episode, uh, opposed to last time where it had been a while since we recorded, I feel like we recorded not too long ago cause we, we did an episode later in the week, uh, mm-hmm. now we're right back to it recording on Monday night, uh, the day after, uh, Hertha Berlin. And I did watch this game. I'm prepared. <laughs> I didn't take a lot of notes, but I did, I did get my four one. I predicted last week four yeah, one win. That's exactly what we got. Uh, people were doubting it. People were doubting Brandt. And I was doubting it. it. Not Brandt, but I was doubting the scoreline. <laughs> I had a 3-1 and I I remember I told you that let's, let's bring it back down to earth a little bit. I don't know if we can get four, but No, I love boy, it. Am I happy to be proven wrong. The commentators were trying to put the commentator curse on Brandt saying, oh, can he go three? I think it's three and three is what they were saying and then mm-hmm. he scored like 90th minute. So, uh, great great win for Dortmund. Uh, I love those those blacked out kits. 
Uh, it's it's awesome. And I just love that this is the fourth kit that Dortmund released this year, and they did it right in the midst. I, I'm sure they they probably don't care about MLS at all, but this was right in the midst of every MLS team is releasing their kits, and then Dortmund just comes in with <laughs> this yeah. one like, how about our fourth kit of the year? Yeah. Sold funny. out in like three it. minutes, if I'm not wrong, over 300,000 products, and they're going to make more. Uh, of course, it goes on sale at like 2 or 3 a.m. here in the U.S., depending where you live. So, I got up at like 7 and I checked and I was 32,000 in line. So, I was like, yeah, you know oh what? Maybe I'll, just, maybe I'll just see what's up. I guarantee I'm not going to get one. But either way, very cool to see them, of course. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if any of, our, any of them are going to make their way to the U.S. If you can get them in any stores over here, but... Be nice if any one of the or any listeners on the show have one. Please tweet at us or post at us. It's it'd be cool to see. I want to see who's able to get their hands on some. So, um, but either way, yeah, it looked awesome. Do you? So I will ask. Is uh, I know that it's like a special thing. Like, what is it uh, for? Something specifically? Do you know? It's just to kind of. I mean, I don't know if it's on this specific date, and I probably should know that, but I do know it's a reference back to the core. I want to say values, but like just the the history of the city being like a mining city and indu- very post-industrial now, similar to St. Louis. So, uh, they were just sort of celebrating the history of the city, but um, on this date or year specifically, I, I couldn't tell you. Okay. At cool. least not at the top just, of my head. No, it's just kind of, I don't know, to any other, not, not saying I'm a new soccer fan, but newer fans coming into it. It's like, why did they drop a fourth jersey? Like, and uh, I know there's some stuff like pregame stuff uh, before the match, but it was all kind of in German, um, so I didn't really know what was going on. Mm. But either way, they're awesome. They're really cool, and I need one. Uh, but it's probably not going to happen. <laughs> not anytime soon, at least. But let's uh, jump right into the match. Uh, in the lineup, Red, Kobel, and Goal. We had Wolf at right back, Hummels, and Schlotterbeck, our two center backs, and Rearson out on the left again. Um, then we also had Oschan, Chan, and Royce, Adiemi, Brant, and Mollen. So... We did see quite a bit of changes. We did see some guys get some rest. I was kind of surprised to see Mullen up top as a striker. And I think there's some things we can debate a little bit later when we talk about was, his goal. I was I was think, uh, one thinking the exact same thing. And I think pretty much everyone had a slight eyebrow raised. But at the same time, if there's probably any game that you would play him in in the next like two months, this would be it at home. You have these kits that... I mean, whether or not it's superstition, it gives the team a bit of a boost. It gives the atmosphere a bit of a boost. So, um, I think this might be the time to maybe get him in, try to get some confidence. But yeah, when I did see him on there, I was like, eh, even though I was kind of thinking this might happen, that's, let's hope that he can actually produce. <laughs> that We don't have to like, you know, rely on the 65th minute bailing out or having our subs bail us out. Uh, was, was there any other like surprises in that lineup? Uh, so, the big things we saw Bellingham come out to get a rest. Uh, which makes sense. Uh, mm-hmm. He's one of our most important players. Uh, he plays all the time. So even though he's young, uh, it's good to give him some rest. Uh, we did see him come in later in the game. And then I guess Holler was the other one that was rested. But did you have any thoughts or notes? The only other thing was Dahoud not starting. That one was a little concerning. And we'll talk more about him later. But I thought, again, that would have been another player, I think, that should have definitely gotten a start, given it could have been, it was a bit difficult for, to break down Berlin and, with the intensity that they came out with right of the gates, I feel like Dehoud could have helped control that midfield a little bit better, ping some passes. So uh, that was also a little bit of a surprise. But everything else, I totally understand the rotation. These next two weeks of having one game a week, basically, is extremely vital. Where What are your thoughts on 
this Guerrero, Rierson, and Wolf. I don't want to say situation. I mean, I, I've made my thoughts clear with Guerrero before. Like, I'm kind of mm-hmm. ready to move on. Um, do you think, is this like a rest for Guerrero? Is it, is Rearson the number one fullback on either side? Like, I, I don't understand why, because Guerrero has played a couple good games lately after a couple of quite a few stinkers. Um, so it looks like, like, is it Wolf, our number one right back? I, I know we've talked about this, like our fullbacks before. Um, be, I, I guess my question is like, if Munier is fit and healthy and comes back, is Rearson going to start in the left? Like we just signed him as a right back. Obviously he's multifaceted. He can do both sides, but that's what I'm like. Why aren't we playing Guerrero? And why is Rearson uh, going out on the left? I guess. Yeah. So we've touched on this a bit these past few weeks, but it's just a combination of a few things. Uh, one, I mean, Guerrero's contract is obviously up at the end of the summer, and I think we might just be able trying to or trying to s- implement something new into the team, get a head start for maybe trying to mold a, a squad together. Um, but also Rearson, again, just he brings the grit that Guerrero doesn't really have. He brings the uh, defensive IQ. He doesn't get lost in defense. He can track back, yada yada. And and this game again, you also get to see a little bit of shithousery with him as well. Uh, against Berlin. I mean, I, I can't praise the man enough. I think it was a brilliant signing, again, for an absolute bargain from a, a top club in Germany. Uh, he's he's not, he thinks he's only 25, if I'm not wrong. So he's here for the long haul. Uh, very impressed with his performance this game as well. But the game started with the smoke bomb, obviously. Yeah. And I think that kind of sucked a little bit of, the, of our momentum out of the game, unfortunately. It took like, what, at least three or four minutes or so for the field to actually clear and you could see yeah. what was going on yeah so i i think that was definitely a factor but also on top of that berlin we're just really coming out and trying to uh, force us to make mistakes early bring the intensity press really high and you know try to bag one early and then smash and grab and then sit back for the rest of the game and um respect to them because i think they played relatively well i feel like if they weren't playing or if they were playing any other club in the league like outside of like the top four or something they could have easily gotten a result so um, all credit to them, but uh, we we still were creating our own problems. I mean, they did force some mistakes out of us. Wolf gave the ball away a few times, um, but it wasn't just exclusive to him. I think we had a handful of players lose possession pretty early, and it was just hard to get our attack involved. It was hard to do any sort of build up. I mean, Berlin were just not really letting us play at all. But when you have players of such quality in Dortmund, you can kind of play through that at times and rely at times on individual brilliance, which I don't think is what bailed us out, but it definitely helped. And I think what you saw, especially in like the the first goal and then like some of the other goals too, it's like we, we got to see, uh, saw a little more like counterattacking, uh, which mm-hmm. we, we have seen, like we see that from time, like we see that occasionally. It's not like, it's not like we're a counterattacking team, but we can do it so well. Um, so we saw the counterattack, but also just the, we used to talk about it all the time, the quick one, two passes and just the, the quick play and knowing where where each other are and, and be able to move the ball um, in tight spaces and up the pitch quickly with those quick one-two passes, um, which I think that that's how the we got the first goal. Like It started kind of in the middle with these quick one-twos, then Royce broke away. Yeah, um, I was gonna, and, it, it, it started with Royce uh, and Brandt, if I'm not wrong. And or it was either first or second goal when he had the nutmeg. That might have been the second goal. But either way, it was through the center of the park on both of those. Yep. And it was just real quick, you know, two or three one-touch passing and uh, letting the ball do the work. And it's and played right around Berlin, which 
you know, it, it goes back to that quality. And, and I think Royce is very, very uh, pivotal in that sense of the kind of role that he's taking on in the last two or three years as he adjusts his game as he gets older. You know, he's dropping a little bit deeper now. He's playing a little bit more central rather than on the wing. He's helping and build up. He's tracking back in defense. He's making tackles. And, you know, combine that with other players around him that have that kind of talent to play those quick one-two passes, Bellingham, Brandt. I mean, Dehoud wasn't playing this game, but a player like Dehoud, uh, you know, you can you can cut through teams like Butter, and and that's how we got the first goal and second goal. Mm-hmm. The I, so on Royce real quickly. I, there's been um, I, I, obviously he was injured for a time, but there's also been some like talk and discussion on Twitter, and I feel like I don't know what's real, what's real on Twitter. <laughs> that's that's what Twitter is. But even stuff like comments from Terzic, uh, which are saying like he still has to earn it, and like. Um, which I get, and if if the team's firing, it's like, <clears throat> where are they going to slot in? We talked about that uh, with Stefan a couple weeks ago too. Like, if Royce is coming in, like, are you really taking Brain out? Like, what's the option here? But this game, w- with all that said, and questions and anything up in the air with Royce, I feel like he he had a great game, and he looked like he was like had something to prove almost. So maybe there is some truth to some of these comments, um, but. It it worked like he he looked fired up. He's mm-hmm. working hard, um, and it, I mean it was great to see him out there again. And that that pass to Adiemi and the goal was just like incredible. But that pass was like I don't even know how he saw Adiemi over there. Um, it looked like he he wasn't even like it was almost like a no look pass, and he like got it through the defense. And then the the finish by Adiemi was just incredible. But great to see Royce firing and fired up and kind of just back to doing Royce things. Yeah, especially his free kick, and and we'll get to that. But, I mean, yeah, going back to Adeyemi, how important is he right now? We talked about him last week as well of, you know, in my opinion, he's the top three best players in this squad in this calendar year and uh, gets a goal and an assist in just what? What was that? 35 minutes? And, mm-hmm. I mean, the kid's on fire at the moment. He can do no wrong. I think you said Brant has three and three, or that's what the commentators was talking about, at least yeah. in the league. Um, but Adeyemi's the they, same they way. I think they said he's... He's never gotten three in three. He's never gotten mm. three games in a row and scored in each one. Gotcha. Gotcha. Uh, well, Adeyemi's the same way. I mean, he's got three goals in his last three Bundesliga games, but also four goals in his last four games in all comps, including uh, Champions League. So, I mean, not to mention an assist as well. So, I think he's really starting to fulfill his role in this team, Adeyemi, especially with you know the switch of play and him playing on the left-hand side, which I think a lot of people were originally thinking it was either going to be down center or down the center of the park or maybe on the right and kind of cut in but he looks like he's playing on that left and I mean even before the goal and the assist he's so brilliant at drawing those fouls in the final third I mean he was the most foul player against Freiburg I picked up a few this game too I saw Zaheen uh, reply to one of our tweets and he said he's slowly replacing Billingham as the most foul player and I was like honestly it's it's not a bad shout I can I can definitely see them two competing for it uh, yeah. at least in the next year, if, if it's not too late for Eddie Yemi already. But wow, I mean, he has arrived. Yeah, I mean, that was the title of our, our episode last week. Uh, and I, I was very happy to see him just like keep keep doing it in this game. Unfortunately, he did go out. <laughs> he ran too. Is it that he's too fast? Like his body <laughs> can't handle how fast he is. Uh, but I do want to talk about the second. He obviously scored that first goal. But this the second goal that he created, he set up, it was kind of like the, the goal against Chelsea, like him breaking away, just using his pace mm-hmm. and speed. Uh, and then when you see the replay, 
blew my mind is like you see him pull up like you see him grab his leg his hamstring and then he still gets the pass off with that leg that he- like the second the ball <laughs> leaves his foot he doesn't even really look at the play anymore he just immediately goes to the ground and doesn't even know that i mean obviously you can hear but he doesn't see that Malin scores it and yeah that was really it i didn't i didn't see that until the camera cut back to him i had no idea that yeah. he was injured i was my eyes were immediately on Malin like for God's sake, please finish this. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I didn't know he was injured either. But then you also see the replay in slow-mo where he's running with the ball. Mm-hmm. You see his leg tighten up or whatever. Like he grabs his butt and then still like gets the pass away. It's just like incredible. Um, so I did see the tweet today that uh, for the update on him, it looks like he had a torn muscle fiber, mm-hmm. which to me sounds like it's not doing your hammy completely. Like just one fiber doesn't seem as bad as like your full ham, like blowing out your full hamstring. Yeah. And then and it, in that it, same hand motion you just did was actually he was doing that when he came back on the field earlier or kind of towards the end of the game. He went to the bench. And I think he was talking to some of the staff and he was giving that like sort of little, little. And then yeah. he was kind of smiling, looking like he was saying, eh, it was all right. Um, but we got the confirmation today that from the, bvb twitter account saying that it's going to be about three weeks which in dortmund time that's about three years <laughs> <laughs> yeah and it it's so frustrating like I, I he he was in such good spirits after the game and then he put out a tweet after the game obviously we got the official news today but even like when it happened and i think seeing him like on the bench and everything i was like man it's i, I like i i'm not as worried um but it, it is it is unfortunate. He's not going to be out for like a couple months. Hopefully, mm-hmm. uh, if everything goes well, uh, like it it could it looked like it could have been a lot worse than what it is. Hopefully, it is three weeks. But it, it's such terrible timing. Like it, it's yeah. Um, like I'm kind of lighthearted about it, but I don't know. Maybe it's it hasn't fully sunken in. I don't know why, but are really going to be missing him next week. He's just been he's been so valuable, so important, and yeah. Um, like he it 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 feels like what what he's been doing like he finally figured out his role and like how to be dangerous and deadly um, yeah right when he starts or the wheels start turning and you know yeah. he's molding himself well into his game that's whenever the speed bump comes and or comes excuse me and and, and he has got a setback here so it's just it's really annoying in the injury list kind of you starting to do a little glance over your shoulder like oh shit because <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we we've been talking about we we have the depth and we're mm-hmm. we're healthy so we have these options and that's why guys are playing better because like there there's actual competition and uh it's, and again he's been like our most important player maybe the the last few games when it comes to the results he's been the game changer uh, and now he's out for hopefully only a few weeks um I do want to talk about Malin briefly because there I think after he gets this goal playing in the striker position there could be the argument it's like well maybe he'd be scoring more if we were playing him as a real striker which people would argue that he is a striker and not a winger i don't know i don't i don't i'm not trying to sound unfair because yes we have tried to play him in a lot of different positions that maybe he doesn't flourish in but he's also had more than enough time to do uh the things that he should be doing and yeah, I mean, he, he of course, he netted, He was a good finish from whenever Adeyemi got that across the goal. It was a good finish from Mullen to keep it low, uh, you know, just get it in the net. And he had a few nice flicks here and there and good turns and, and some dummies. Uh, but that's like, you know, 
take away the goal. And that's kind of really all he's brought in this last calendar year. And I just, I personally just don't think that's enough. It's, it's flashy. It's, it's fun to watch, I guess, for those six seconds, every six months that he can produce. But, you know, are you actually contributing to the team? Are you, are you, uh, are you, are you, you know, banging in goals? Are you having these assists? Uh, he did have a nice pass towards the end. And I, I forget, it might've been, it might've been JBG that uh, had a, poor finish but um he did have like one nice pass towards the end but um i just don't think he's really been producing that stuff even on a semi-consistent basis so not enough for me personally yeah and i'm not saying that he should be our striker because yeah, I, I know if he's if he's a i don't you know i just want to explain to everybody <laughs> and, and don't I, get me wrong, I, I, you know that He's still, he's still extremely, you know, I don't want to put him down too much. You know, he's still extremely important for this title race. I mean, we are officially in the title race and you need depth, especially in, mm-hmm. in attacking areas right now. If players like Eddie Yemi are going to pick up knocks and I mean, Royce is injury prone. You can go down the list. So I mean, Mullen's, uh relevance is still obviously here and, and he's, he's still pretty important in the squad for games like this, of course. I mean, lower relegation sides or relegation threatening sides are usually the games that trip us up come the end of the season. I mean, look back in August. Um, so, I mean, vertebrae and not this season, of course they're, they're, uh, exceeding expectations, but still other teams, you know, you look back and like, well, that was an easy six points or that was an easy three or, uh, whatever points and we'd be right back in it. So, I mean, he, he helped us get the win for sure. I mean, but I want to talk about a few other goals. I mean, of course, uh, at a Yemi's flick, we did we didn't talk too much about that, but his goal was also very nice. It was a cheeky little touch. I thought he was offside initially, but he did a great job of staying on. Um, you have Malin's goal, and then uh, come late second half, you have Royce's free kick. I, could you smell that in the air? Like right when they I, right when they drew it, that foul, I was like, oh man, it smells like a king is arriving. <laughs> it, as soon as when they were lining up, and I mean, there was something about I don't know. Was this the was this the Schlotterbeck going and moving the guy? Was that part of? Was this a whole setup? Like was that a ploy? And now because we've talked about like we've been better on set pieces, and we we've been like with the new assistant, maybe he's like tweaking some things and doing stuff because we we have been better on set pieces and i'm like was that a plan granted it still takes an incredible strike from royce but that's royce being royce but it's like did that adjustment throw the keeper off enough to not be in the right position and i just want to i just need to know if like was that a genius move because we you know schlotterbeck's not going to get up there and take the free kick right over royce but he goes up and moves bellingham and like was it bellingham and and shan i remember the two guys on the wall. Yeah, it, was, like, it was at least Chan. It might have been Billingham, though. Yeah. Like, like physically moves them and adjusts them. And I'm like, what is going on? And then, like, I think it was a little bit of shit hazardry to, to throw him off even more. And it's like, no, Royce is just going to bang this in. It was a great well, course, free kick. And, oh. Yeah. Of course, it also like blocks the view of the keeper. But even if he had full view of that, I don't think there's many keepers in the world that would save that. I mean, that's just, that's just a world class strike from a world class player right there. And uh, I mean, Royce just picking up the pieces really it he's uh he did great this game but we already mentioned him of course but i just wanted to talk about that free kick it was it was a great goal and then come the end of the game of course you have one more i was kind of like mentally checked out at this point i didn't think we we're gonna net another but it was a great goal uh you have Jan- uh, jamie Bino gittens coming in it was a brilliant dribble from him i think that was one of the best dribbles we've seen from him in a dortmund kit uh not only to get around i forgot who that was uh initially 
the name is escaping me. It might've been uh, Richter or Trussard, I forget, but he went around him. And then instead of kind of trying to do that same thing, he used that, just that it looks so simple on camera, but it's, it's incredibly difficult. This quick burst of speed, he goes straight forward again to his left. And that kind of opens up a little bit more space right on top of the box. And then it's just a beautiful layoff for Brandt to finish. And, you know, Jamie getting involved on the goals, Brandt scoring another one. What a way to end the game, really. Mm-hmm. Um, man, something about Jamie Bino getting, I've obviously been a fan and I shout him out a lot, but he, he, it also feels like he's has had this, like I've arrived too. like he, he's arriving or he is arriving. Um, obviously we've seen him score some goals, but I remember the first game we saw him and like, we saw a lot of those like runs where like, or he was trying to cut and go past guys and he would do it occasionally, but most times he was getting caught up. Like he was trying to catch up with the, the pace of the, the first team. Um, but now we're seeing it like consistently. It's like he knows how to beat players. Like he knows what to do, how to get around guys. And we saw a lot of those good runs, a couple chances where he he cut in and got a shot off. The shot ended up not being great, but great. But those are where we've seen him score before. Mm-hmm. And in in other moments where because I remember the the goal early on in the season, I think it was against Freiburg where the yep. keeper bobbled it. But it was that same cut in. And then we saw that cut uh, a couple games ago when he scored. Um, and he did it again this time, but it now it's not even like I like I expect him to before it's like, oh wow, that's that's great. I can't believe he pulled that off. But now it's like, no, I expect him to do that. I expect him to put a shot on target. And there was another shot, like he, I know he blasted one way wide, but they did it again where I ended up being a good save by the keeper. But like he's just this is his game, like and he's figured it out. And Maybe he hasn't arrived yet, or, but he's <laughs> arriving. I, feel. I was going to say he's figuring it out. I don't know if he's figured it out per se. I mean, if you look at his dribbles, and you mentioned already, he it's not like he's you know completing these dribbles every single time. His uh, success rate is only 30% at the moment this season for his for dribbles. But I mean, he's taking people on. He's never afraid to do that. Of course, he's got his lightning speed. When he has his feet under him and you know the ball under control, he can do magic with it. Of course, it's just... A lot of times he can like kind of overstep and the ball's behind him and he's kind of losing sense of where he is with the ball around the field and his awareness isn't the best. But this is a great display of showing what he can be and what he uh, is definitely molding himself to and the player the kind of player for him to be. And uh, it's a great assist. It was a great goal. And 4-1 win, Jake, you called it. Uh, this, I mean, this, this was a huge, huge win, man. A, a must win for title aspirations. If you're, you know, trying to get into that race, uh, I said before that these lower table sides can usually trip us up and, uh, credit to Hertha for trying to, you know, press us pretty much all game with their intensity. But I mean, just pulling out the win, getting to the top of the table. This was, this was a nice weekend that no one would have ever, including myself, no one predicted this sort of a turnaround. I mean, even if like, my most optimistic self in December when we were talking about like, what do we want to see second half of the season? I was just kind of talking a little bit about like stability and hoping to get people back to full fitness. I was hoping out of these eight games, we won like six and like maybe lost one or two. And like, that's what, that was me like thinking like if we really turn things around, but like, man, we won all eight games and all three competitions. That's that was beyond my dreams a bit. I, I, I remember doing our midseason review and you, I think, I don't know, I don't remember it because we, we did, we kind of did one with, I think we had Adam on and Brian, yeah. I remember who we were talking yeah. to, but we did the I remember forms. you specifically said, uh, 
like you're like best case scenario we're gonna get fourth <laughs> i think i think best case i said i was gonna predict we were gonna get third which oh maybe i'll get third i yeah. mean i guess it still could happen we also have a very real shot at coming to first and, and for me saying third i was like that's just us slowly climbing the table over the next three or four months but here we are already just uh really one month into it just one because remember the bundesliga started back up at the end of january so this was this was a bit of a dream come true yeah i uh, do need to mention real quick we don't need to talk about it in depth but before we kind of move on a little bit and um Obviously, they scored. So, we didn't come out in the second half. We weren't great coming out in the second half. They also just came out, like, firing. Um, yeah, it was two games in a row now where we really kind of had a bit of a stinker of a second half. This and Chelsea, which is, again, usually the kind of opposite. But, sorry, going. No, I, I was just going to say, not... Like, we, we've been... We have been starting games better for the most part. And our, our like, intensity and pressure has been there. Uh, but this is, like, this is where... Yeah, you can see maybe we slip up a bit. Um, obviously, we were able to turn it around. Uh, we like kept our heads and like it was it was a pretty bad stretch. Like was it like twenty minutes like that? When did we finally score again? But it was when, in. Oh, it was in the twenty seventh minute when we got our first goal. No, I mean in the the second half. I don't know, oh, excuse me. Yeah, yeah. It was it was seventy six. So pretty late in the day. Yeah, like little, it was it little, was nervy. I mean, especially yeah, when Adeyemi yeah. came off. That's I and mean, we just couldn't really try to figure out how we we're going to attack. Now that you have. I mean, Malin being up top as your striker, and you're kind of like, oh, okay, let's look on the wings. Then Adeyemi came off with an injury, and you're like, oh, all right. And so, it's yeah. just kind of hard to get our attacks flowing. But yeah, a little nervy. Uh, second half, we were able to move on, though, get that third goal, and then the fourth one, obviously, in the 90th minute. But um, so, we had it in our notes, talking about Dehoud, and I'll just let you go here. I know you had some things I, you want to say. I'd love to talk about that because I know that was next on the on the notes, but I do want to say, also, I forgot to shout out Koble. He had eight saves this game and deserved a clean sheet. The man's the GOAT. I, I mean, mean, he's Koble. He's Koble. He's Koble, of course. <laughs> uh, yeah. So, anyway, so today, this morning, got some rough news for Dahoud fans, including myself here. Uh, this was uh, confirmed by Bild, but also... Uh, or tweeted by Fabrizio Romano. So BVB and Dahoud will part their separate ways here in the summer. Sporting director Sebastian Kale confirms with a quote, I had a very open and honest conversation with Mo last week. I informed him that we would not be extending his contract this summer, which kind of sucks. But you could also kind of sense it in the air as well. I mean, of course, him not starting against Berlin, that was pretty eyebrow raising and then of course last week i mean literally just last week on the on the show i was saying if we're going to slowly keep maybe edging towards this 4141 formation or 451 formation uh you're going to need another pure number 6 at the moment cuz you have chan and that's kind of it and you have uh, of course dehu i mean but he's more of a deep lying playmaker at best but i would argue more of just like a center midfielder and then ashan same kind of way so i think the team just kind of heading in that direction of you know, it's been a nice six years, but and you had a you had a redemption arc, that's for sure. But we're going to look for a number six uh, going forward, and best of luck to you. So that kind of sucks to see, but it'll be interesting to see where he lands. You know, I mean, he he deserves all the best. I think there's a handful of great clubs that could really use a number eight right now that can do what Mo does. He, I wouldn't be surprised if he stays in the Bundesliga, just goes to another team, um, and it's going to be one of those things where I'm just sad to see him. With another team, and it's gonna be weird. I'm not gonna like it. 
but that's, Me that's all I gotta say. It's gonna, it's yeah. He's he's a player. Although I know I haven't been a Dortmund fan for years and years and years, but he's he's a, a player that I think I liked immediately, like just his style and how he plays and everything. Um, so it is a bit of a bummer, especially since it, it it's a bad way to end when it's like he was injured for so yeah. long, and then it's like we we just haven't seen him, and it's like we haven't seen that that Dahoud that. I mean, you probably fell in love with. Uh, we just haven't seen that in so long. I remember that uh, the I don't remember who we played, but it was the we had the three-two comeback win. He scored that banger from way outside the box to give us the win. And it was just Frankfurt. Like, was it Frankfurt last yeah, year? It was. Last season, it was. Ugh. I left. I left the Amsterdam Tavern at halftime at that game. I was like, oh, this ain't good. I went back and watched the second half at my place, but I was like, wow, yeah, that, that was that was that was quite the strike from Dahoud. Um, and but you know what? Just like Malin, but. And more important, in my opinion, this this player is still definitely has a role these next few months. Again, every single player in the squad right now is vital going forward if we're actually looking to contend for this title, especially in the DM position. I mean, it's not Dahoud's natural role, but he can sure as hell play that if needed. So, um, do you think we'll we'll see him though? Like, because we haven't. Like, I, so where does he slot in? Even as a I sub, hear you. we haven't seen that. I thought, again, I thought this would be the game to do it. But if you're looking at these next few weeks, I mean, this this week off, crucial for rest, of course. And then after that, you have another week off and it's and it's Leipzig after Hoffenheim. But then you get right back into the thick fixtures and they're all tough. I mean, you have uh, two days after, excuse me, three days after Leipzig, you have Chelsea away. A few days after that, away at Schalke. And then one more week after that, you have Cone. And then it's Bayern, and then a few days after that, you have Leipzig. So I mean, that's like all these all these games are vital. You have local rivals, you have title games, you have Champions League, you have Pokal. Dahoud's gonna play. There's no way he doesn't, unless something happened that we're unaware of. But I mean, you think he looks like he's got a pretty decent relationship with Terzic to actually have some minutes here and there if needed. Yeah, I mean, I I'm not saying I don't want him to play, or that's not <laughs> what I'm saying at all. Um, it's just because we haven't. I'm like, we're. It, it seems like they're just kind of operating without him, which is, I don't know, wh- why not use an asset? Um, and it, it would just seem weird that they're already, yeah, maybe he's not in the plans for next season, but he's still here and he can still be an asset. So why not? And I just don't know why we haven't seen him. Um, so that's that's the only hesitation. I'm like, well, maybe they aren't going to play. Maybe they're just going to roll with Bellingham, Chan, and Oschan. I don't, I don't know. Either way, big F in the chat. It it sucks to see him go. Um, but, okay, let's get into Hoffenheim, and then we'll get out of here. Uh, Hoffenheim, very disappointing this year. Sit out, sit just outside the relegation zone, excuse me. Uh, they're tied on points with uh, Bochum just below them. There's actually three teams, just like at the top, there's three teams that are tied for first, and there's also three teams... Uh, tied for the playoff spot for the relegation battle in Augsburg, Stuttgart, and Hoffenheim. So all three of them have 19 points, right? Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I did not know that, or I didn't really pay attention to Hoffenheim much, I guess, these past few weeks. But not only have they lost five of their last five competitive games in the Pokal and the league, they're winless this calendar year, and they haven't won a Bundesliga game since October. And on the other side of that coin, you have a team like Dortmund who are flying right now. Obviously, the complete opposite have won every single game this calendar year. Um, I'm feeling pretty good 
I mean, there's a lot of things that I'm interested to see in this game. I'm curious to see how Rierson, if he does play on the right, will defend against Angelino. A lot of Hoffenheim's uh, attacking threat comes from the wing and uh, specifically his side of the pitch where his weapon end crosses. So I'm, I think Rearson's going to have quite the job on his hands, but it'll be a good test for him. I'm, I'm interested to see how he can perform against him. Uh, of course, you have the American coach just recently hired at Hoffenheim, uh, Matarazzo. So I'd like to see his kind of style of football at Hoffenheim. Uh, nevertheless, do you have any thoughts, sir? I, I don't want to be a person who just like hates on players or anything, but there's just something I've never liked about Angelino. <laughs> Maybe, yeah, it's, maybe it's him fair. being at Leipzig, but it's just maybe it's the hair. Uh, but I'm like, man, that dude just like he's got one of those faces that I want to punch. Um, and and I'm just like, when you're reading off how how well they're performing this year, I'm like, man, sorry, Angelino, sucks to suck. Yeah, yeah. Um, I don't it know, sucks because go I ahead. Don't know why I have the I don't know why I have this vendetta against him, but I don't like him. Yeah. <laughs> The only like few people I care about at Hoffenheim, of course, you have Delaney who just signed. I mean, I'd like to see, I like seeing American coaches succeed in Europe yeah, or at least just outside of the U.S. in general because we're desperate for a coach right now in this country. So, I mean, I'm, I'm not rooting for Hoffenheim, but I am rooting for Matarazzo. <laughs> and then, of course, you have John Brooks too that was just picked up as well in recent weeks. He played, what was it? He didn't even start, but he just played uh, two games and it was like, three minutes in total at his very, very short spell and Benfica, but he really hasn't played much of any competitive football in like almost a calendar year now. So he's getting back into the swing of things. We're usually performing really well against John Brooks too in his time at Wolfsburg. So uh, it's going to be a way at home. It's going to be tough because Hoffenheim usually can bag one against us, you know, some, some, some sort of like long shot or header or whatever, but I am still feeling just very confident. Um, again, relegation battling side. I think we're got a lot of depth here, a lot of momentum with us. I think we're going to pull off a three, one this time. No, I'm going to say, <laughs> I'm going to say two nil us two nil. Okay. Clean sheet. Cobalt clean cool. sheet. I was going to go, right now. I was going to go three, one, um, before you even said three one, do we need to start keeping track? Like, do we need to? Have, I was like, going to say we've been actually nailing our predictions lately. If you go back, I called, I called another repeat against Freiburg, and that happened. Um, I think I don't know. I could be wrong on this, but I thought I called Werder Bremen, and then you called Berlin. So I mean, we're kind of batting. <laughs> I don't know. Was that like I'm not good at math? Now I'm on the spot. Sixty percent. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> uh, sure. I don't know. Um, but yeah, I, I I think we should win this. I hope I'm. Last week I was I had some slight hesitations, but now I'm just riding so much confidence. Uh, I I think we should have no problem here. Although I'm talking shit on Angelino, so who knows? He could come out and ruin it, ruin it for us. Maybe that's why yeah. I don't like him because he's probably ruined things for us from Leipzig, the Leipzig point of view before. Um, which quick mention we do we did get the draw for the mm-hmm. quarterfinals of the Pokal. I'm going a little bit out of order here. Uh, and we do have Leipzig, so away at Leipzig as well. Away at, at some Leipzig. cans. Yeah, these this uh, past week against Berlin, and then this next week after, or between and, or excuse me, before and after Hoffenheim are crucial for rest. It's a little bit of dip in relatively easier competition before you get into the home stretch of the season. And again, I've mentioned a handful of them already, but a lot of fixtures after Hoffenheim that are must wins that are crucial that are 
a huge and a lot of different competitions. So we're here, boys. I mean, I've I've been I've been a Dortmund fan for about a decade now, and there was only one other time where I actually thought we could, you know, have a decent shot at winning the title come late February, early March. So my heart's pounding a little bit, and I'm excited. Um, on that note, too, this this was this is where we'll end it. I'll, I just want to leave it on this. Carver has been saying that we're top of the league, and I'm not going to let him get away with that because goal differential says otherwise. You, yeah, you mentioned second. that already, t- but then I said we already for, <laughs> tied for. We're not tied for first. We're still in second. We're tied on points. I'll give we're you that. We're tied but, for first and points, and you know what? We have more wins that than Bayern. So that doesn't. Yeah, but this is a goal differential that gets you in the end. It does count. But, but. with that, this weekend, Bayern Munich, who's in first, uh, obviously. Union Berlin, who are they? They are third they're also now? tied in first. Yeah. Oh, they're not tied in first. They're third. <laughs> um, but so these are the two where, where everyone's tied on three points. Uh, Bayern dropped points on the weekend, which is very helpful for us. And now they're so Bayern and Union are playing this weekend. Someone's got to drop points. Great opportunity for us to actually go top of the league and be sitting pretty in first. Great opportunity for us to bottle it. <laughs> Come or, next week, we're just going to cry for an hour. Yeah, that could happen too. But that's yeah. the life. That's the life of a Dortmund fan. And on that, uh, we will we will wrap things up. Well, I mean, right now, I, I'm not, no tears in sight uh, for the time tears being. Tears of sadness at least. <laughs> uh, but yeah, that's it. Uh, we appreciate you hanging out and listening for 50 episodes. Thanks to all the the new listeners. If you are new here, welcome. I hope you enjoyed and if you haven't already, I'm just going to keep shouting it out. I haven't checked our ratings in a while. If you want to drop us a nice five-star rating on Spotify or on Apple Podcasts, you can leave us a little note and give us a five-star review. If you want to leave us a mean note, we ask that you send that to us in email or DMs <laughs> on Twitter and Instagram at the BVB pod. Follow us there uh, for like live tweet-alongs and just to say hi if you want to. And uh, yeah, that's it. Cover anything else? That's it. Thanks for sticking cool. with us. See you later.